Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St. Albans and from further afield. Now, first of all, apologies. If you've tuned in hoping to hear from cycle planning engineer Brian Deegan, I promise he'll be joining me for next week's show. Extinction Rebellion are again bringing London to a standstill, demanding action on climate change. And St. Torben's District Council was one of the authorities which declared a climate emergency earlier this year following the Extinction Rebellion demonstrations in the summer and also the petition initiated by Sustainable St. Albans. The council promised to bring our emission of climate change gases to net zero by 2030. Now, this evening, Councillor Chris White, the leader of St. Albans District Council and portfolio holder for the environment, will be unveiling the current plan to reach that target at a meeting of the full council. Last week, I spoke to Chris White. I apologise now for my mistake about saying that we'd got to the beginning of November. was definitely getting ahead of myself there. Let's hear what Chris had to say. Councillor White, thank you very much indeed for taking time out from your busy gen- uh, schedule to join me. Um, the climate emergency um, motion was declared back oh, on the 10th of July, and it's now the beginning of November. Not much seems to have changed from the outside. How much urgency are you attaching to the task of getting us to net zero carbon by 2030? Well, it's an emergency, and therefore uh, uh, we've done a huge amount of work on it, but a lot of that work is preparatory. Uh, the, the council has had to adjust from not really being very interested in the issue to uh, seeing it as a number one priority. Now, um, we have shared with interested groups and councillors a 47-page document, uh, which includes uh, comments on the general thrust, uh, but also uh, seven possibly uh, more streams of work that needs to be done by the council, uh, both in terms of its own assets and activities but also in terms of community leadership and working with others. Yeah, because, of course, there's there's two elements to this, aren't there? There's the council getting its own house in order and getting to net zero by 2030, but it's also the whole district as well, isn't there? Well, the whole district and, and indeed, the whole world. Uh, what we're trying to do is, is do our bit for the planet. Uh, and uh, that, that leads to some interesting challenges, which we discussed um, on Monday night. Uh, one is... Do we try and persuade people to change their holiday habits? Is that an issue for the district or is it an issue for the country as a whole or the United Nations? I think it's a bit of both. And I think we we do have to make sure that um, our activities are not tokenist and they're certainly not greenwash. And there's a bit of a danger that some people think, well, if I've stopped using plastic straws and a few plastic things and I've done my bit... It's a massive amount we've all got to do. I'm not there yet. Yes, indeed. And most people aren't. I was was just about to say, do you think that we can't grasp the side of this change? So I was just looking at the figure. So the the, the council itself um, has cut its emissions over the past nine years by 19%, and we need to get to zero in only 21 years. Is is this even possible? Do you think we even understand how we're going to do this? It's close to impossible, but... It's a challenge that we have to try and and, uh, uh, make sure happens. If we start off by saying 
we can't do it, then the temptation is to say, well, let's not even start. I would much rather fall 10% short of this target than not start at all. So, yes, in a few years' time, we may say, well, we, we missed it. But at least we drove it down to 10% or 20% when we were aiming for zero. So that's what we've got to start doing now. But it does mean some radical things. It means radical changes in terms of the way the heating of our own offices works, radical changes in terms of how we acquire energy, and that may well mean the council, uh, and I hope it means that the council will acquire its own solar panel farms in the locality in order to generate even more green electricity. It means changing our vehicle fleet entirely uh, over to electric not just those vehicles uh, uh, which are delivering stuff, but the, the uh, vehicles that, say, planning officers use during the day to go out and visit a site. Um, it's a huge, huge agenda. If we fail, then I'm sorry, but we've got to strive. Yeah, indeed. Now, when the, um, the council the declaration was made, other parties spoke in favour of this. Are you getting support from across the board? Well, by and large. I mean, some of it's sort of rivalry support, and that's a bit trying. Uh, but uh, generally speaking, uh, we, we, we don't have anybody at all who, uh, unfortunately, like you get in Trump's America, who say that there isn't a problem. Uh, so that's, that's a good start. Um, and certainly, in certain respects, the previous administration had done some really good work, for instance, on, on uh, council housing. Um, and we need to uh, develop on that, um, but also go a great deal further. So, yes, um, the fact we've got a cross-party body and the fact that, that cross-party body includes not only councillors but interested groups and, I would say, expert groups uh, is bound to be helpful. I don't have a monopoly of wisdom. I never will, uh, nor I do, do I think will any councillor or indeed the council. And therefore having people coming in and saying, why don't you... Why don't you? It's fabulous, and that's what we want all the time. So okay. this is a, you know, we call it task and finish, um, but it's a permanent body which will be there to come up with ideas and challenge what the council's doing. Okay, so at the minute, everything's been happening sort of behind the scenes, as it were. When will you have a, a, a strategy, a plan that we, the public, can see? Well, we, some of it's unveiled next week at the council meeting. Um, we are having a, a further meeting of the, the body which uh, I, I referred to a moment ago, the, the, the cross-party body involving outside uh, interests, uh, in about a month's time. And the reason why it's a month's time is that uh, a great deal has been written up um, as preparation for this by bodies like uh, Sustainable St Albans and others. Uh, the officials need to incorporate that into the 47-page document uh, and also listen to the feedback and criticisms of that document and produce something else. So, I mean, it's not a secret. I mean, if anyone wants to uh, uh, ask uh, for the, the current state of play, then then just send it an email. But uh, um, we, we will be unveiling it um, certainly in about a month's time and, uh, um, and at other occasions where specific activities come out of it. Okay. And it, it, it. It's a huge array of things which are long-term, medium-term, very short-term, and therefore there's bound to be announcements at various times. Some of those announcements will be an actual change we've made. Some will be some investigation we're doing. When we set the budget, for instance, we will want to employ consultants uh, to give us advice on what to do. And some of it will be starting things which may not come to fruition for 10 years. Okay. And just because there are lots of people in St. Albans who who are experts in fields that might be relevant, um, but, you know, I don't know, but currently might have said anything, <coughs> it might not be known to, to, to you as the council, but they might have, have, you say, a good idea. Should they, they feed into this, get in touch? They should, not necessarily directly with me, because <coughs> it's very easy to get overwhelmed by, uh, by um, emails in my position, as yeah. you might imagine. 
Uh, but there are um, a number of good organisations which are fairly obvious. I mean, the, the, the most obvious being things like Sustainable St Albans and uh, um, uh, the local Friends of the Earth. Um, contact, join those institutions. You join them anyway uh, and feed in through that. I mean, Sustainable St Albans, I think, were saying they had 20 pages worth of uh, suggestions and changes. Fabulous. This is what we want. I'm not proud. Uh, if, if, if it means taking our document and redrafting it into something much, much better... Fabulous. I'll, 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 I'll take that. So uh, feed in through that process. Excellent. Good to hear. Well, we look forward to hearing more about this in the months and years to come. Chris White, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Now, as I said, the meeting that Councillor White spoke about is in fact taking place this evening. And if you go to the St Albans District Council website, you'll find links to um, the webcast of it there. Um, and if you're listening, if you're listening to this show um, in the Sunday repeat or listen again or the podcast, then don't worry, you can still watch the meeting after the event uh, as sorry, as, as well as watching it live. Um, and if you are interested in um, getting in touch with the, the organisations that Councillor White mentioned, um, Sustainable St Albans, you'll find at sustainablestalbans.org and St Albans Friends of the Earth, you'll find at stalbansfoe.org. Um, and as he said, if, you, you know, if you'd like to um, feed into the process that the council is going through, then get in touch with those organisations. Now, volunteers were working hard this weekend on Sandridge Road to turn a bus stop into a buzz stop. Um, and it was the work of the Wilderhood Watch. There were a bunch of neighbours from Lancaster and Gurneycourt Road who got together originally to protect trees at the bottom of their gardens from felling by network rail and who have now gone on to make their gardens hedgehog and pollinator friendly. I spoke to Wilderhood Watch coordinator Nadia to find out more. So, Nadia, could you explain to us what is a buzz stop? <laughs> As opposed to a bus stop. Exactly. I hope you could hear the difference there. (laughs) Right. Well, a buzz stop is simply a bus stop that has been made friendly for pollinators. So by that, I mean if you have a little bit of grass around your bus shelter, instead of just cutting it short, you can let it grow long, grow some wildflowers in it, and then, of course, it's very good for bees and butterflies. Fantastic. So where did that idea come from? Whose idea was that? Right. Well, I must admit it was something... I was just mulling over what else we could do um, to extend our pollinator highway because we've got something going on Lancaster Road where we're trying to make all our gardens pollinator friendly. And I thought, well, we've got this bus stop at the end of the road. It would be really nice to have a whole community area where we could come together and say, right, this is the end of our pollinator highway. And also, it's all about connectivity so basically trying to link up habitats for wildlife fantastic idea so um you've got things going this weekend what have you done well this weekend what we've done is we've actually sown the seeds so because it was already grass we decided we'd do something called overseeding so basically we didn't get rid of all the grass we simply scarified it which means we got rid of a lot of um the extra thatch that sort of thing had a few bare patches of dirt and then we put seeds over the top. Okay and, and, who, and who did this? Right well it was a combination of members of Wilderhood Watch, um, members not only on Lancaster Road but Berners Heath as well and we had some Green Party members as well. Fantastic. So how have you funded this? I presume that the seeds cost something. Yes things. yeah yeah the, the seeds aren't 
cheap. And also we did need some silver sand as well to mix with the seeds because that's much easier than when you're scattering them. You can get a much better sort of, I suppose, spread, ratio, yes, yep. better spread. So, um, yes, this is, well, it's ongoing. Of course, um, members of the group have just been contributing small amounts of money. And then we do have some fundraising that will be going on. Right, OK, so you've not got yes. any grant or anything. This is all just funded no, by no the World grants. of Good Watch. And, <laughs> right. Just okay. us. OK, now, you couldn't just do this. You had to get permissions, yes. didn't you? Yeah, we did. Um, first of all, we, we had to get um, the contractors to um, the ones that mow the grass. Um, we had to ask them not to mow over summer because obviously it's no point um, sowing the seeds. And then, of course, the flowers come up and then they get chopped down. So that involved getting permission from the council. And um, also we had um, Simon, Simon Grover from the Green Party who's been liaising with the contractors to um, explain to them when not right. to mow. So it, it, this wasn't a guerrilla gardening job. You no, had, no, 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 right. no, no. Everybody knows about it. Yep. Yes, excellent. Yes. So um, this would be great, presumably, to see other bus stops. Oh, look, there. it would be wonderful. I already have my eye on quite a few. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Sites that would be very good. Some have bus shelters, some don't. Um, obviously, they all need a little patch of grass. Um, one exciting thing is um, our particular bus stop does have a bus shelter and um, we're in negotiations at the moment with HCC to see if we can get it replaced with a purpose-made bus stop that has a sedum roof. Wow. Which would be excellent for our pollinators. Fantastic. So your sedum roof is a perhaps. You've got other projects lined up as well, haven't you? Oh, yeah, we've got quite a few, as well as our ongoing pollinator highways in in our gardens, plus, of course, our hedgehog project. Um, We're also planting trees at local schools. We've got um, that happening. We're planting a 40-foot hedge at Burners Heath Infants. We're planting 30 trees at the junior schools. That's all coming up. Um, pretty soon, actually. Excellent. And yeah. as you say, you're fundraising as well. Yes, we're fundraising for okay. that. Yeah. So if people want to find out more about what you're doing and perhaps how they could extend this to their area. Yeah, we have a website. Um, it's www.wilderhoodwatch.org. Um, so if you just go online, have a look. Um, we've got lots and lots of things there. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, I hope all this tree planting you've got again goes really well. Nadia, thank, thank you. you for joining me. Thank you. And that was Nadia from Lancaster Road who coordinates the Wildhood Watch. And isn't it fantastic seeing neighbours getting together, doing something to help wildlife, but also, you know, spending time with each other, doing something really practical. Really good to see. And, and as Nadia says, she's really willing to, um, to share her expertise and her experience so that um, Wildhood Watch things can happen throughout the city. Now, some reminders about events that are coming up. This weekend, Aylet Nurseries have their Apple Weekend. Oh, there's going to be so much going on. There's going to be um, apple tasting, all sorts of different English apples, of which there are thousands of them. Um, there's going to be cider, experts to identify apples from your curious tree at home. There's going to be hanging basket and container workshops. And most excitingly of all, Radio Verulam will be there between 12 and 3 on Sunday afternoon. So do come along and say hi to us. We would love to see you there. Um, then next Thursday, that's the 17th of October, Sustainable St. Albans have um, an evening training to use and borrow their thermal imaging cameras. You, you'll remember, helps you find out where heat is leaking out of your house. Um, take a look at their website 
website to register and to find out more. Um, also on Thursday, the 17th of October, is the RSPB Let Nature Sing Day. You'll remember that I spoke to Dan Fletcher from St Albans RSPB about this a couple of weeks ago. So um, do go back and listen to that on the Radio Verulam website. Um, and do go and look at the RSPB website to see how you can take part. Um, and book now for your ticket for the There Is No Planet B, which is on Wednesday, the 23rd of October um, at Marshallswick Baptist Marshallswick Baptist Free Church and you can do that at ctstaintalbans.org.uk Do follow me on Twitter at rv underscore environment um, Do like the Environment Matters Facebook page Drop me a line on amanda at radioverulam.com if you've got a comment about the show or indeed anything that you would like us to cover Now, I will be back at the same time next week and I do promise that we will hear from the fantastic Brian Deegan So in the meantime Thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. <laughs>